by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thankful to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber while the world is still asleep Freedom loving Patriotic, deplorable bum. I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we go run, we go Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? Hope you had an absolutely beautiful day. Weather was nice here, a little bit overcast, a little bit cold, but nothing compared to what we're getting next week. And after listening to some of you guys telling me what your temperature is going to be next week, I feel like I've got zero room to complain whatsoever. 
Guys, this is Kilt the Christian, episode 519. It's been a while. We're doing, let me, let me get my button ready. We're doing one more episode of Strange Origin of Things. I haven't gotten to do that echo button in a long time. But guys, I always love these episodes because we're going to go over uh, some of the weird origins of words and customs and traditions and all that stuff. There's just so many weird examples of where things started and i always find that to be just a pretty um, interesting thing to talk about as well get into a little prayer and a little bit of news which are the most important thing prayer most important thing once again kilt the christian episode 519 strange origin of things let's get to it we are many nations around the world comprised of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil we're the seekers of wisdom the bringers of truth the hands of heaven and the voices of reason as the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. Yep, three degrees on Sunday. Yeah, Punky, we've got like one of our days, the high is going to be 10, and now it's officially going to be negative four at nighttime. So wasn't expecting that. So tomorrow, like I said, this will be a little bit earlier of a show tonight. I think it's going to be a little bit over an hour. Um, i got to get up really early tomorrow because uh, we need to make sure to go get Steve Cusick, the chicken, a chicken heater. So we're going to have to drive a little ways to go pick one of those up, but I'm going to make sure those guys are warm and uh, comfortable. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be moving them into my greenhouse temporarily or what, but it's going to be pretty interesting seeing it to be this cold. Um, interesting also news, uh, my little puppy became an adult puppy today. Days like this make me really glad that I've got hardwood floors instead of carpet. But I tell you, man, she's been it's been so cute watching her because she's trying to She's trying to understand all the different emotions that she's going through right now. She'll go from like happy to scared to sad all within like five minute period. Um, but like I said, poor little girl. Um, I'm not ready to have that talk with her. So I'm sending grandma in for this. one. Grandma, you sit down with the little girl and have this little girl puppy talk because I'm not uh, I don't think that I'm the guy to be having this conversation. But nonetheless, cute little girl, I, I swear, because I'm. It's been so long since I've had a puppy puppy. I forgot that, uh, yes, between seven and eight months, they can become grownups really, really quick. So, uh, yeah, about to have to get the diaper, be talking to a vet to take care of this problem. So she doesn't have to deal with it too much longer. Um, we, uh, Moonwolf asked me earlier, um, is saw one fixed? And I said, we'll see. So fortunately, we got two, we had two purebred border collies. It'd be pretty awesome. But now we're going to get her taken care of. Guys, uh, Got a little bit of news that I'm going to go through tonight before we get into the conversation, but I figure, you know, it's been a while since we've done the uh, the Strange Origin of Things shows. Those are always fun because you, you don't realize how weird life is and how weird words and the origins of where they come from until you actually start digging and then finding these things. So I'll go bit by bit, and apparently I'm not the only one out here that finds this interesting because there have been straight-up articles that people have written on the weird origin of things, so... I, I like I said, I'm not the only one that laughs and find these things interesting. But first, uh, gonna play a quick little clip video. Um, this is Vivek Ramswamy, and like I said, regardless um, how you guys feel, I don't trust him. I feel like he's literally a setup in here as well. But he's also talking about the setups from the deep state, and uh, he, he, I have to admit, like I said, if it wasn't for the fact that I just don't trust him and all, many of the people today, I would have liked this guy because I like what he has to say and he does make some good points. So listen to his point right here. This is a uh, about um, Nikki Haley and uh, DeSantis. The system wants to narrow this down to a two horse race between Donald Trump and a puppet who they can control. 
and it has become increasingly clear that puppet is not a Democrat. It's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley. It's in our own party. Well, today, one more step in that plot unfolds. Chris Christie drops out. Next up, I'm going to make a prediction. You're actually going to see Ron DeSantis join Nikki Haley's ticket. He's going to be her VP. The whole game, it's hiding in plain sight. Whatever it takes. And this system will stop at nothing. And I mean nothing to eliminate Donald Trump from contention. It's disgusting. But the same people who have said they're not going to actually take a principled stand against Trump's removal from the ballot. Haley and DeSantis are both in that category. Do the math, people. That's next up. Ron DeSantis is after Iowa. Everybody, including Chris Christie, apparently got a phone call from Ron DeSantis. Panicked was the word that Chris Christie used. This is the way the plot's going. Ron may not know this. Ron DeSantis may not know this. But that's what his donors are going to make him do. That's what's coming next. Ron DeSantis will become Nikki's VP. Whether or not Ron knows it, it's not really his choice. He's not the one in charge of that decision. And then the plot continues. We have to open our eyes and not fall into their trap. Our America First agenda cannot end. Our movement cannot end with Donald Trump when they take him out from contention. And if you think this system is going to even let this man get anywhere near the White House, we need to open our eyes. We need to do the right thing for our country. They are selling us the rope today that they're going to use to hang us tomorrow. Do not fall into the trap, people. And that's why I'm here. Well, he's, he brings up some really good points here. And, and Punky, you're right. They think we're stupid. Um, True Patriot says uh, they have to telegraph what they are doing. And that's what Vivek is to him. And, and I agree. Um, like I said, in a normal world where I trusted some people because I believe that people were trustworthy, I would have loved what this guy had to say. But he's also so much like he's like a mix of Obama and Trump. He's just the perfect setup for in case they pull Trump away from the ballots in the market. Um People will go run into this guy because he's so similar, but he's also got that swagger um, that Obama had that he got through to the people. So he's literally he's almost looks like he has been just completely molded in order to fit this this role that he's playing. But he brings up good points here, and that is ultimately they're going to hang on the Nikki Haley thing. And, and, you know, he had made a comment earlier saying that they are going to end up switching out. Biden won't end up being and he said that it wouldn't be Gavin Newsom. He said that it wouldn't be Michelle Obama. It'd be something way more sinister. And I think that's where he's at right here because uh, we all know Nikki. She's not a conservative. She's a, a, well, she claims to be GOP, but she's a war hawk. She's exactly what the Democrats want. She would feed into everything that they absolutely wanted. So he's got a good point. They they may end up uh, moving those two over to um, the Democrat, um, running for Democrat. Who knows? I don't know how this is going to work out, but he brings up some good points. And uh, once again, they haven't even fixed the election. There's so much sinister lies going on. They had the Hunter Biden um, talking about how he uh, ended up not going to the court that he was supposed to go to in contempt. So they held that today. He showed up briefly. It was just another stage because they were apparently filming a movie about him. So it's the same thing that they were doing with Nancy Pelosi is just getting all this footage ahead of time so they can make their little uh, whatever movie they're going to be making about Hunter. Um, but he sat in there right when uh, Margie Taylor Greene was about to ask him questions. He got up and walked out. So, I mean, it was just another more circus, more jokes. Um, absolutely stupid. But we're going to be seeing a whole lot more. Like I said, the year's just begun. So expect things to get really stupid as this year moves on. So I'm going to play this little clip for you right here. And I apologize. Oh, yeah, real quick. True Patriot says, I love the reporter asking what kind of crack he smokes. I can't believe they asked that question. See, this is how little respect they've got for this administration, that they were literally asked the son of Biden in the Congress building, what kind of what kind of crack do you smoke? And 
to the uh, to the reporter that said that kudos to you that's so awesome um so i'm gonna play this clip for you real quick um just a heads up there there is some uh foul language in here he uses a couple of times um understandably so you guys remember about the maui fire that took place and disappeared all this time ago all this time ago it's it's like been memory hold most people's minds well this is what's happening or shall i say not happening over in maui I'm willing to bet most people aren't aware of how bad the United States government is fucking the people who lost their home in the Maui fire. See, as a result of the Maui wildfire, 2,207 homes in Lahaina burnt down. And I'm sure that you would imagine there's a lot of reconstruction going on, but you'd be wrong. See, since the Maui wildfire, not a single building permit has been approved. Not one. Oh, and I'm sure you'd also think that all the people that had their homes burned down were going to be receiving insurance payouts. And you're probably thinking that the only reason they haven't received those insurance payouts is because of the evil insurance companies don't want to pay them. But you would be wrong again. See, the insurance companies haven't been able to pay anything because the United States government won't even allow the insurance adjusters into the area, where all they want to do is go in there and verify that these buildings have burned down. They want to verify how extensive the damage is for each of the homes that they insured. And for a lot of these homes, it would be as easy as them driving up, taking a picture of a burnt down property, therefore verifying that that home no longer exists, and then they could cut a check. But the U.S. government won't let them do that. And the U.S. government won't let anybody rebuild. And here's the wildest part. Because the insurance adjusters can't verify that these homes burnt down, and because the United States government won't approve a single fucking building permit, all of these people are still paying their mortgages. These people no longer have homes. But because they're not approving building permits, and they're not letting the insurance adjusters in, the banks are still charging these people a mortgage. These people are paying a fucking mortgage on houses that don't even exist. And many of them are getting foreclosed on. Like, imagine how ridiculous that is. Your house burnt to the fucking ground. Your insurance company wants to go out there. They wanna go see the burnt down house, take a picture and cut you a check. But the government, in the interest of helping people, I guess, won't let them do that. So the banks get to keep collecting the mortgage payments. And if you can't make the mortgage payments on the house that isn't even fucking there anymore, they get to foreclose on the property. And now the bank owns the land where your house used to be. And all of this is happening because the government will not approve any building permits and won't even let the insurance adjusters in. But yeah, you guys keep celebrating that Biden visited there for four hours. I'm sure that's some comfort to these people. Yeah, and he's so right. Oh my gosh. Like, and it's so sad to hear that. They're, these people are literally put into the spot now where they're still having to pay something they don't own. Government's refusing to let insurance companies go in so people can at least get the money for these. I mean, this is like a big joke, and they pretty much walked away from it. And all the, the fencing, the gates, and all that stuff's still up, but they're not doing anything. No cleanup. They're not making any move to where they could quote whatever, make it safe for the insurance companies to go, whatever reason they're holding people away from that. So there's people that are straight up going to be losing their properties. Um, we knew that was coming, and they're just going to end up being broke. And like I said, they they used to own something. They used to have a little equity. Now they do not. This is sad and, and crazy. And uh, like I said, they just one thing happens after the other, and then we move so far away from a, a incident that took place like this fire, and people forget about it. Montana dude asked earlier, uh, um, does it come in flavors? Referring to the crack that Hunter uses. No, I think 
uh, I think Hunter is pretty stern on having a crack original. He said that he likes his crack to taste like crack. So, hey, you know, they'll be selling it in flavors at some point for kids. They probably already do that with fentanyl, sadly. Um, and I feel so bad, man. These people that are dealing with this fire, that are dealing with, I mean, Biden still is yet to go up to Palestine, up in Ohio to see that whole um, mess that took place with the train. Um, it's, it's insane. I feel so bad for these people because there are a lot of people right now that are still poor, living on the streets, don't have a home, lost their home because of that. And they can't even go back to the place to prove that their home was burnt up. I hate our government. I think I said that before, but I, I really despise this government. Um, so after last night's show, I found this one right here, and I thought this was pretty cool, kind of fit into our conversation, a meme that says, never worry about who will offend you if you speak the truth, um, or who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you do not speak the truth. Um, I love that because we discussed that last night about how many churches and pastors and reverends are afraid to speak up because they don't want to offend anybody. Um, but we sometimes you got to hurt some people's feelings in order to change their lives. You know, my parents hurt my feelings a whole lot when I was younger, but it turned out making me a good kid or eventually a good adult because, you know, I understood what consequences were. And I'm glad that my parents had the courage to tell it in my face. Parents today are afraid to upset their kids or, or they say something wrong and, and now they go to uh, child protective services because the parent said something to their kid, you know, mean and evil stuff like, uh, you were born a girl, you can't be a guy, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, man, parents, I feel terrible for anybody who has to be a parent today. Um, I love this one too. The breakdown of the family unit and social depravity leads to God's judgment of mankind. Conditions get worse and worse. Pray for our country and our people. It says decades ago when the Bible and prayer were banned from schools, many people wondered what would become of our society. Well, now we know. We know exactly what's become of our society. The moment you bring God out of our schools and prayers out of our schools, we end up with this big giant mess that we're in today. Um, next, we got a supplemental funding request. So, all right. So just our, our Speaker of the House isn't better than any of the other ones. Everything that he's promised, he's completely collapsed on. Hasn't come through whatsoever. Remember he was saying that uh, unless you take care of that border, then we're not going to send any more money over to Ukraine. Or we're going to start making bills that only have one item in it rather than like five or six or all that stuff. Yeah, none of that stuff is happening. So here we go. Breaking news. The Senate's minibus. So it's no longer, they even changed the name of it because he said that we will no longer be doing omnibuses. So now they're just going to rename it. They're going to call it the minibus. So this includes a $65.5 billion. That's right. Billion with a B heading over to Ukraine. Um, that was more than originally was asked for. So originally they had asked for $61 billion. Um, now we gave them $65.5 billion. So th this is, oh my gosh, man, he's as bad or worse than McCarthy is. What kind of deal maker is that? Aren't you supposed to get something back when you make a deal? This went the opposite way. They asked for 61, we gave them 65. So then we have $755 million that are going to help illegals. They, they, they put it in there to you know go down to the border. So we're like, okay, cool. They're spending money on the border. No, what they're doing is they're spending $755 million to help illegals find a path to citizenship. So it's the exact opposite of what we need money going down to that border for. Um, and then on top of that, they've done nothing to the border. But then we, you know, on occasion, though, we get these people like Mary Miller right here, um, who says that we cannot fund 
our own invasion. I joined my fellow conservatives today to say that if Biden will not shut down the invasion at the border, we will shut down the Biden government. So I'm going to play this little clip for you real quick. But once again, um, quit talking, do something. And they always do this. They, they do the sinister thing. They try to get over on us. They put these bills through and then they'll have somebody come out and be like, we're with you. We're going to take care of this problem. Nothing ever, ever gets done. It's nothing but talk. So just like Mary Miller here says. Illinois actually is a sanctuary state rolling the red carpet out, expanding benefits for illegals. Biden and the Democrats have advertised, facilitated and incentivized this invasion. Last week, after going down to the border with Speaker Johnson, I stayed an extra day to go visit a Texas ranch. Their ranch is being destroyed by illegals. They, they, the migrants are coming over by the thousands. The clothing piled up was knee high. Uh, they, their pecan trees have been destroyed and they have found hundreds of bodies this past year on their property. I will not vote to fund the invasion of our country. And I will not vote to fund the government until we shut down and secure the border. We must secure the border or stop funding the Biden government that is orchestrating this invasion. See, Illinois this, actually this is a is sanctuary just, state. This is just what disgusts me. So what, what, what is it? It's, it's January 10th, 2024. We're, we're like way over here in 2024. She's up there talking about stuff that we've been talking about for a long time. And it's not like me and hundreds of other um, independent journalists have gone down and spent months down at the border, literally saying everything that she just said, talking about the bodies, talking about the child trafficking, talking about all the little price risk tag things that I came across and the little kitty clothes, just everything that she said and more we have been talking about um, for a long time. Matter of fact, when I was down at the border, it's like over two years ago. Um, the thing is, though, is that they pretend that they don't know this stuff. And all of a sudden they're like, and, and I went down, I went down to the border and uh, I spent an extra day. We were down there for almost two months. She spent an extra day down there and they're acting like all this is new news. And the thing is, is don't think for a second that just because we're nobodies that are down there doing um, our job down at the border, trying to expose the truth of what's happening, that they don't get this information. Because they damn well do. As a matter of fact, when we were down there, um, we went down to uh, Eagle Pass and we were trying our best to get into um, this one area that was off limits. And we went over, we talked to Border Patrol agents, we talked to the Sheriff's Department, we talked to everybody just to get into this one little area so we had access so we could go out and film. And over and over again, they were like, we can't do that, it's a risk, blah, 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 blah. So we get home to the hotel that night to start editing and archiving what we had filmed um, driving around. And uh, they literally have two journalists doing ride arounds with the same exact people that told us that we couldn't do so. And it's because those people are controlled and we're not. And they know they're controlled because both of the people that they had down there, they were given ride arounds um, to the exact same places that we wanted to go were both Fox journalists. So they know that. They won't say anything more than they're allowed to say, well, we were going down there to tell the whole truth. As a matter of fact, the people that lived in the border area were so excited that we were down there because they are so used to seeing mainstream media come in and spin the story and lie about stuff that they were grateful that there was actually somebody that came in um, talking about the legit real stuff that was going on, like the body showing up on people's yards and everything else. So insane.
And like I said, they, they keep doing the same thing. They end up doing the sinister stuff, and then they come out, and they have one person that stands in front of a podium and, and tells us what we want to hear. And then it all goes away again, because this would have been an easy thing to fix. Shut our government down. Simple as that. Don't give our government any more money. They will come back, and they will start begging you to do whatever you want to so they can get their money again. It's really that simple. Problem is we've got one big evil uniparty, GOP, Democrats, all working for the same thing. One is just openly de devious, and the other one is just uh, their closet devious, and that would be our GOP. So next, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre. She declares that leaders need to put their country first. Well, I'm just going to let you listen to it. Sorry about this, guys, but listen to this idiot. So leaders need to put their country first. They need to put the safety of American people and respect for the rule of law above themselves, like President Biden does every day. What is she talking about? Man, these people can lie so easily. What Kool-Aid are they giving when they go in there? They just hand them the notes, be like, okay, here is your book of lies for the day. Like literally, that's exactly what Trump did. Trump literally had a, a campaign slogan, make America great again, keep America great. Um, Biden has done nothing. Remember, he came in preaching like we're gonna we're gonna unify, we're gonna break this division that Trump caused, and went through his whole little um, gaslighting thing. And and it's literally the exact opposite. Biden has done nothing whatsoever to bring this country together at all. And then she can get up there with this little grin on her face, saying leaders need to put their country first. In what way, Karina? Name one thing that Biden has done where he has put our country first, because I haven't seen much money come into our country. Matter of fact, all the money that I see and all the help I see is uh, going to help bring immigrants in and pay for other people's wars. So um, this was interesting, too. So this was, you know, referring, you know, we, we had the hashtag speaker Trump all again because people want to see uh, Johnson go. Um, I always get how you always go through when I read the comments, because I'm, I'm really curious as to see what the citizens have to say in response to in this particular case uh i'll play this little clip for you real quick this was uh speaker johnson talk about spending um the spending bill going to survive so let me play this clip real quick and i'll read some of the comments what we negotiated in this top line agreement for the appropriations going forward is an innovation we're, we're trying to get back to 12 appropriations bills instead of ruling uh and governing by omnibus spending bills we've done that we achieved that at the end of last year and now we have to get into the individual spending bills so what we did was we negotiated a cut from some of the side deals that were that were uh, previously determined so we, we're adding another 16 billion dollars in cuts we're taking 10 billion dollars out of the irs slush fund another 6.1 out of the COVID slush funds these are big priorities for the democrats we've added that in so we've improved it and what we're doing now, Marth, is putting ourselves in a position to go argue for our priorities, our riders on the spending bills. That's an important thing. See, basically, he got screwed over and he handed the Democrats everything they wanted to. And then he's coming out here cherry picking a couple of things that sound good that just to cover up the fact that he basically bowed down to the Democrats again, gave them everything that they wanted. Um, but here are some of the comments. Interesting enough, um, always want to hear what people have to say. And it's literally like, close the border. We want Trump as speaker. Uh, I told you this was coming. I told you this guy couldn't be trusted. Nope, the American people told you, Mike, that we wanted the invasion of our nation stopped. We wanted to stop wondering what terrorists are coming across our borders, and you've done everything but what we've asked you to do. Same stuff, different uh, speaker. Um, like every, you go down here, and there's like thousands of these comments, and none of them are going, 
Good job, Mike Johnson. You've done a great job, man. We think you're the best speaker ever. Like everyone is ready to get rid of this guy already. Um, and once again, all they have to do is they, they pretend like they don't know. They pretend like um, they're doing what's in our best. And, and they're, oh, well, we didn't know that you as American citizens wanted this stuff. All they have to do is go to any tweet. The, the tweet that I just read you came straight from Speaker Mike Johnson's Twitter page. All those comments that I read you were in response to Speaker Mike Johnson's Twitter page. All they ha- they can't pretend like they don't know what the citizens want. All they have to do is go to any number of the tweets that any of these guys put up and read the comments, and there's your answer. So the answer is they don't care. They do not care about us whatsoever, and they will keep on lying to you, pretending like they're doing something, and it's up to us to wake up. And uh, we need to, like I said, all these people need to be removed. There may be 20 people in our entire government that are trustworthy, but if I was one of those 20 people in government that was trustworthy— and they were like, look, we're going to get rid of everybody, I would be like, I understand. Get rid of me along with these other guys and start from scratch. Um, And that's ultimately what we need to do. All these guys need to go. Vacate the government. Get rid of them all 100%, and we need to uh, but get rid of the parties as well. Let people start looking into the candidate. And uh, that was one of the things that we had tried to start up, and we may get back to it at some point. The, I looked at it as this way is there was no point in spending all the time and resources that it would have been to make this project knowing that our elections aren't fixed yet. But the whole point of this project was going through, um, hiring a bunch of people that go through and do individual vetting and background checks over every single person running for anything, whether it be local, whether it be um, state, whether it be federal. Um, And then we would have a vetted background check. So all you'd have to do is go to one website, type in that person's name, and we would have an entire background check for them so that you can, like I said, research the individual as compared to the party. Because voting party is what gets into this mess because everybody thinks, hey, well, we have a choice here. And then they don't do their research on the person they're voting for. They go into the ballot. They know Trump's name. That's about it. And all they do is they just put a check next to all the red. Going, okay, GOP, 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 GOP. Well, this is what gets into trouble. Or they go in, or they'll avoid the preliminary vote altogether. And then we end up with, you know, the same examples that we have, you know, the Dan Crenshaws and the uh, Mitch McConnells and all these guys. So we need to start really digging in and doing our research onto the individual. And I'm hoping that that happens at some point. But once again, first, we need to fix our election system. Um, says, gee, I wonder why. Does this surprise you? So, only 43 of more than 8,000 people that were discharged from the U.S. military for refusing COVID vaccine have rejoined. So once again, out of the 8,000 um, Marines, Army, or whatever that were discharged for refusing to take the COVID vaccine, only 43 of them have rejoined. I be, I'm ama- I'll be honest with you, I'm amazed that 43 out of that 8,000 rejoined, um, probably out of obligation to their family. So next, uh, I'm going to let this guy go over. Um, Speaker Johnson will give you $80 billion to protect other nations but can't secure the United States from a bagel or for illegal invading immigrants. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick. Did Mike Johnson just sell us out? Ten weeks ago, I made a video about him, how this was a good move. Damn, I was wrong. They kicked out Mike McCarthy and replaced him with another Mike McCarthy, bending to the will of the unit party. Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer dancing with joy. 
announced in the new bipartisan spending package for the 2023 fiscal year includes an additional $65 billion for Ukraine, $15 billion for Israel, and $5 billion for the CBP to process illegals faster. No plan to reduce debt, and more importantly, no plan for the border crisis. Just more money for other people's wars and non-Americans. One of the top issues and concerns of the American people is the ongoing invasion at our southern border. And they want to give $80 billion to protect other countries' borders? Are you serious? Consider Mike Johnson compromised. Speaker of the House and definitely not Speaker of the People. It's almost like they're sabotaging the party intentionally. The dividing line of our country is clear. It's the people versus the uniparty establishment elite and their own pet project agendas. There is no more left versus right. It's us versus them. Which side do you stand? I stand for the side of good. So all hands on deck. Um, my mom actually mentioned that earlier. It's amazing how many people look similar to other people. So you got to wonder if these guys are a bunch of clones or what they are. But um, they certainly all act the same. They're on the same agenda. So now we got Chris Christie dropping out. The funny thing about that one is I think Chris Christie may have been the only person that realized Chris Christie was still running for president. I thought that guy dropped out a long time ago. Yeah, that 23andMe stuff scares me. Texas deplorable. My uh, my family was talking about doing it, and uh, I refused to. I'm like, oh, I don't want my, my, my uh, DNA on any database anywhere. So my twin sister and my father ended up doing it um, and getting it done. So... I mean, at the very least, I know where we're from. That was easy. I could have told him and saved him a lot of money, Scotland. Um, but what worries me is that my twin sister went and got, and I'm hoping that our DNA is just enough different to where, like, storing her DNA isn't the same as storing mine. Yeah, that'd be, that's horribly, that's a horrifying thought. And I've actually questioned that before, but if you looked at my twin sister and myself and you listened to us, you would think that anybody was my twin sister before she was. We look nothing like, we act nothing like. So I'm assuming that our DNA is uh, different enough in that aspect. Um, so that's all I'm going to do with the news today. News is going to keep on coming. You'll be hearing about, like, try to assassinate Trump or or alien invasion or any of that neat stuff coming. It, it's coming, guys. It's coming. So I'm going to start off today with uh, um, origins of everyday traditions. Um, I always love doing these shows because it always gives me a chance to kind of run through. And then on occasion... When I do these shows, you guys will ask me, well, where does this come from? Where does this word come from? Um, so it gives me that opportunity to go through and look it up and find out the origin. And most of this stuff just comes from really weird stuff. So traditions that we take for granted had to start somewhere. So why in the world um, do we do the things that we do? Because I know you're probably thinking that some king decreed it to be so, like uh, everyone in, in Barcelona and their lisp or whatever. Now, the first uh, instinct, too— but this right here um, lists a whole bunch of different um, origins of actual traditions that people go through. And I did not realize where a lot of these origins came from. So first off, standing ovation. So ovations came from ancient Rome when they celebrated victorious military figures. However, this was a step below the greater honor of the triumph. So there was a difference. So the standing ovation originated in, like I said, ancient Rome, dealing specifically with military figures. And it's kind of moved on from there. Um, painting nails. The custom first started with warriors going off to battle in Babylonia in 3200 BC with the color signifying their class. 
So that's interesting too, especially knowing um, where the origins of makeup came from was actually considered some of the forbidden knowledge handed down by the fallen. Um, giving a thumbs up. Um, it is believed that the positive gesture derives from English archers in the Middle Ages. The thumbs up was the correct brace height of, um, the, of the longbow, indicating that everything was good to go. Now, there's something else that's funny that kind of goes along with the English archers anyways, is um, where flicking the bird came from. If you guys remember, I talked about this. Uh, okay, so the triumph, the triumph, um, if I'm not mistaken, do sprinklers, was when everybody did like basically the hip hip hooray, you know, where everybody screamed through their arms up at the same time. If I'm not mistaken, I tried to find that and that was all that I could find on the triumph. Um, but the flicking of the bird also came from, or has rumors of coming from the English archers as well, but it was actually the French that started this because the English were known for their archery, their long bows and so forth. So what fingers does it require to pull a bow back? It requires at the very least your uh, pointer finger and your middle finger. So what the English would do, or excuse me, what the French would do when they would capture English archers is that they would cut off their middle finger. The reason they did that is because even if they were to escape, they'd never be able to use the bow again um, effectively the way that they could because one of their main fingers was cut off. So the, where the the term or the uh, the act of flicking someone off came from were the French walking up to the English archers who had had their fingers removed, mocking them with their middle finger, basically flicking them off with the finger that had been removed from the English archers. So I thought that was always pretty funny. So that's where flicking the bird came from. And like I said, apparently thumbs up comes from the same thing or comes from a different version of English archers as well. Teeth brushing. Ancient civilizations used two sticks, a twig, a twig with frayed end. Since 3000 BC, China invented a bristled toothbrush using hog's hair and bone or bamboo, um, and this was in 1498. I still prefer the old method, although I don't get to do it unless I'm camping, is like chewing on a charcoal. It's a whole lot safer than anything that you're getting out of a tube of toothpaste. Um, the ring finger. So ancient Egyptians believed a vein ran directly from the fourth finger to the heart, which is why we wear our wedding um, band on that wedding finger is because of that vein supposedly that runs from that finger up to your heart. So that's where that one came from. Um, next one is crossing um, fingers for luck. So uh, crossing fingers with another person was an ancient pagan custom um, to catch good luck. So guys, I guess don't cross your fingers anymore, but it also brings you back to where the word luck came from or Luke, Luke's luck, um, basically having to deal with Lucifer. So I, I, since I've even read that, I, I've tried everything in my power to never use the word, um, to, to never use the word luck again, because it does come from the word Lucifer. So apparently finger crossing is pagan as well. And I'm going to have to look that one up. I have to find out where pinky swear came from. Cause I actually heard that one earlier and I meant to look it up at the time, but then I got distracted. <laughs> How do we, what is that true Patriot? How do we know the toothbrush was created in West Virginia? I would call a toothbrush otherwise. <laughs> it would be called a toothbrush otherwise. Oh boy. For any of you fans out here or viewers out here in West Virginia, he was just kidding. I had to tell you my, my KC um, jam joke, but I, I would 
do that on any other show, but this one right here, ask the Conlon, he'll tell you. So demanding encores, where did this come from? So back in the Baroque days, audience would demand that musicians mid song replay sections that they enjoyed. That's pretty interesting too. Yeah, I figured true page. If you're in West Virginia, I'm joking. Yeah, it's one thing. Most of us can, can as we, we say in Scotland, can take the piss. That means we can take a joke, just so you guys know that the term means something different over there than it does here. So that's interesting about the demanding encores. Can you imagine that? Back in the day, your medieval bands jamming out on their louvre and their, and their harp and whatever else, and they're like, encore, encore, and then they stop in the middle of their song and they replay the song that people like. Yeah, and there was probably like famous songs. Imagine that. All the people getting excited when uh when the old and evil band plays a song that everybody knows, like a Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's things you don't ever think about. So kissing. Well, I didn't realize that kissing actually had an origin, but yes, it does. So the first evidence of kissing is in the Hindu Vedic Sanskrit text that describe kissing as soul inhaling. So researchers believe that kissing serves as a culturally acceptable way for people to get close enough to another to detect their pheromones and to tell if they are a good mate or not. Interesting. Yeah, you always wonder how that one started. Somebody just decided one day, hey, what would it be like to put that mouth next to your mouth? Or, or you know, same thing that I pictured about the guy that ate the first hallucinogenic mushroom walking around seeing it growing out of a stump going hmm i'm gonna think it'd be a good idea to uh eat this mushroom growing out of poop what could what bad things could happen like i said it's weird the origin of how things start off to begin with next we have covering your mouth while yawning so ancient cultures believed that yawning left you vulnerable to evil spirits entering through your mouth so that's interesting and then sneezing i guess would be things exiting your mouth so the best man on um, the german goth tradition the best man was the best swordsman who could assist the groom with kidnapping the bride if the family disapproved <laughs> awesome so it would be like west virginia's version of the shotgun wedding apparently that was interesting every now and then i find one that just makes me laugh <laughs> german goth tradition okay so, so that's the key, guys. Now that you know that your your best man can't just be the guy you like best. It has to be somebody who's good with a sword in case your bride tries to run away. Hey, good evening, con communist-run Michigan. Great to see you, Chris. All right, next we have crossing fingers while lying. So Christians were believed to cross their fingers to absolve themselves of lies that they told their persecutors. Interesting. That's interesting to know as well. So making a wish before blowing out candles. Ancient cultures have believed that smoke brought prayers to the heavens. So I guess it falls right into uh, burning sage and incense and all that other stuff. Next we have, oh, here we look at this. Look at this. Um, Kitty too. Pinkers, pinky swearing. I found it. Pinky swearing may be derived from yubakuri, literally finger cutting which is a promise, if broken, can result in having your fingers cut off. Boy, that got dark quick. I hope you're still in here listening to that one. I can't believe I came across that. Yeah, there we are. There you are. Good to see you. Yeah, pinky swearing. So apparently, yeah, you don't want to lose your finger. That one, like I said, that, a lot of these things have some pretty dark meanings. I'm um, saying bless you after a sneeze. 
Bless you dates back to 77 CE when sneezes were considered a sign of health. Um, that changed when it was a symptom of the bubonic plague. So Pope Gregory I encouraged people to say, God bless you, in hopes that it would ward off death. Yeah, I'd heard that one too about the soul release. I'll tell you, this week I was sneezing so much, I kept on making sure I had to put a little soul bag just to make sure it didn't fly out. High-fiving. So on October 2nd, 1977, wow, that's pretty new. Um, Glenn Burke, an outfielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers, reached his hand up to his teammate, Dusty Baker, who had just made a home run. Baker slapped it. This was the very first recorded high-five. See? So they, they were right, man. I guess it was two black guys that did that. So when they try to tell you that we're stealing stuff from the African-American, I guess we are because high-fiving is pretty darn cool. So giving bunny ears um, or the cuckold's horns gesture derives from the Middle Ages where the symbol was used to mock a man whose wife had cheated. Boy, that, God, that took a dark meaning too. I always thought it was just picking on people. So once again, I'll read that one to you. The cuckold's horn <laughs> gesture derives from the Middle Ages where the symbol was used to mock a man whose wife had cheated. Boy, you, you wouldn't think you need to mock a man whose wife had cheated on him. Man. you think that the cheating would have been hardcore enough. Be like, ah, I'm going to pick on this guy too. So wrapping paper. In 1917, the standard wrapping was tissue paper. But when Hallmark sold out, um, they started selling envelope lining papers instead. It was an in, it was an instant hit. So by 1919, they manufactured specific gift wrapping paper. I also believe this is just an old crackpot theory of mine that uh, I'd say 80% of the holidays that we have were created by Hallmark for them to sell more products. They teamed up with the candy market and everything else. So like right along with like Valentine's and all these things. I bet half of these things didn't even exist. Even the stories that they put behind them, the legends of where they came from, really what happened is they came from Hallmark in order to make more money throughout the year. That, would that surprise anybody? Because it doesn't surprise me. Um, bridesmaids. So bridesmaids wore similar dresses to the bride in order to trick any evil spirit who may attempt to curse the bride. Wow. So that one's pretty interesting as well. So for those of you that have always wanted to be the bridesmaid, um, Maybe you ought to rethink that because apparently you guys are, I'm just going to word it the way they should have. Bridesmaids were nothing but decoys for evil. <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to rethink that one. Shaking hands. So the handshake was first popularized in America by the Quakers, replacing the bow with the gesture that could be offered to everyone equally. And I like that one. I like that one a lot because uh, to me, yeah, bowing does kind of, hold that specific cast type system. All right. So next we're going to go to some English word origins and then we'll go back into other things. So first off, um, the seersucker suit. Interesting. This seemingly bizarre name for an outfit known for being a choice for attire among men in the American South actually has a semi-logical origin story. The fabric was traded in India and called the Shurashakar there, um, which stems from the Persian word shear or shaker for milk and sugar, probably due to the alternating smooth and bumpy texture of the fabric stem stripes. 
So the English butchered the word when they brought over the fabric while trading with the East India Company in the 17th century. That's where it became seersucker suit. Um, next is whiskey. Um, even if you love the throwback of an old-fashioned on a Friday night, you probably don't know where the name whiskey comes from. It's not because it's so strong it causes you to grow whiskers. It's actually originate from the Gaelic phrase, um, Eusebitha, which means water of life. It was later shortened and uh, anglicized um, by people um, who still treat whiskey as a life-sustaining beverage. So whiskey means um, water of life. Interesting. Testify. This one's interesting, guys. So um, if there's children in the room, get close their ears real quick. Testify. Yeah. You wouldn't think that I would follow the word testify up with close your children's ears. Um, so when looking into various word origins, it wasn't long before things took a sexual turn. So while testify comes from the Latin word for witness, testis, the word testis also means testes translates into testicles. So legend has it that in ancient Rome, men would hold their testicles when taking an oath, but this piece of strange uh, mythology um, is up in the air if it's true or not. So interesting. So it would be testify comes from testis, testes, meaning testicles, and to witness. So that's an interesting origin, if true. Um, avocado, the popular um, produce that comes or that's come to symbolize somewhat ironically the millennial generation also has relation to male sexual organs. So avocado is a modification of the Spanish word um, aguacate which derives from Nuhati Aztec word, um, which means testicle. So please note that the shape of an avocado, as well as its reputation for being um, an aphrodisiac. So that's interesting too. Some things I wish that I didn't know. Um, sinister. So for an ominous word, the origin is fairly tame. Sinister is a Latin word meaning of the left. So if you guys, um, if any of you out here um, that have ever worked uh, in medicine, um, whether it be animal medicine or human medicine and so forth, you know that um, when you put left and right on any uh, paperwork that you fill out, you don't put L, you don't put R, you put S for sinistra, which comes from the word sinister, which means left. So I find it kind of interesting that sinister, the Latin word meaning of the left, because most people are right-handed, Left-handed people were considered unlucky or untrustworthy in ancient Rome. So now we have the right party and the left party, and the left one seems to be more sinister. So um, the word came to mean evil. So no offense for the lefty friends out there. Um, I was born a lefty, but then they decided that they didn't want to spend the money on the uh, the red um, scissors, so they made everybody use the green ones instead, and then they turned you into a right-hander. Yeah, I don't. I shouldn't have said anything about the avocado too, man. You're just never going to be able to look at it the same again. Um, quarantine. The word for a period or a place of isolation to prevent the spread of disease has an interesting backstory. So quarantine comes from the Italian words quaranta. Um, quaranta gironi. 40 days is what it means. So because in the 14th century, that's how long ships um, coming to Venice from... Uh, Plague-infected ports were required to sit before the passengers were allowed to come ashore. 
giving enough time to see if the symptoms were developed. So the word quarantine comes from the Italian words, um, like I said, quaranta gironi, which means 40 days. So that's interesting as well. Um, mortgage. Um, now think it's a little bit more morbid. So in old French, the word mort means death or morte, and the word gauge means pledge. So when you're taking out a mortgage on your house, you're technically making a death pledge. Man, it's about right. See, this stuff's so interesting. I tell you things that you never ever think about. Um, malaria. The word for this nasty disease derives from the Italian words um, my or mal, mean bad, and aria, meaning air. So in the 1700s, the Romans thought um, breathing in the air surrounding the marshland around the city caused malaria. When it was really, or when in reality, it was transmitted by mosquitoes that bred in those kinds of swampy areas. So it wasn't the smell, it was actually the mosquitoes doing so. Um, next word is a tragedy. So the origin of the word tragedy is a little complicated. This stems from the Greek word um, tragodia, which means song of the male goat. <laughs> so there are a few different theories about this one. So one is that the Athenian acting um, competitions, a live goat was the prize. Another says that people dressed up as goats um, or half goats in Greek plays. So a third theory says that goats were sacrificed to the gods in Greek plays, and then a goat lament was sung. So whichever explanation is true, there were definitely goats involved, and it was all sad. So that's where the word tragedy comes from, is it comes from goats. Song of the male goat. Uh, next word is nightmare. Um, have you ever woken up from a bad dream and thought, why are they called nightmares? Well, we are going to tell you why anyways. So the word nightmare comes from the Anglo-Saxon and the Old Norse word Mara for a demon or evil spirit. So according to the uh, Germanic folklore, the demon would sit on people's chest as they slept, suffocating them or causing them to have bad dreams. So that's where the word, that's where the word nightmare comes from. And ketchup. So it's arguably America's favorite condiment. But both the word ketchup and the sauce itself originated far from the United States. They are varying theories on where the words came from, but it probably originates in the Amoy dialect of the Chinese word ke-siap, meaning a brine um, of pickled fish. So it later made its way to Malaysia, taking the form of the word um, kai-cap for fish sauce. And then British and the Dutch merchants brought it back from their countries, and they ended up calling it ketchup or catsup, C-A-T-S-U-P. Um, and over time, the recipe changed, eventually dropping the fish and adding sugar or uh, preservation purposes. So that's interesting, too. I wonder where mustard came from. All right, let's see where else we got here. So we got a surprising origin of uh, other 15 other common words I'm going to bring in here to you as well. There we go. Oh, my computer's being really slow. Here we go. Uh, sandwich. So ever thought about how weird the word sandwich actually is? Well, the sandwich got his name not from anything having to do with sand, but from the fourth Earl of Sandwich. As the story goes, he asked for his food to be served between two pieces of bread so that he can eat with his hands and not have to leave his gambling table. 
So that's where the word sandwich comes from. Sarcasm. If you've ever felt hurt by a sarcastic remark made by someone, now you know why the word sarcasm actually comes from the Greek verb sarcasium, which literally means to tear flesh like dogs. Eventually, it also came to mean to gnash the teeth and to speak bitterly. The word clue. This one might have the coolest backstory yet. So the word clue actually comes from the Greek mythology story of Athesius, um, who entered the labyrinth to kill the Minotaur, a mythological bullheaded creature. So uh, according um, to the myth, uh, Theesis unraveled a clue, a C-L-E-W, which is a ball, a string, or a thread behind him so that he could find his way back out of the maze much of the same way that we might follow a string of clues to guide us in a mystery. Disaster. Um, this one was literally written in the stars. So disaster is derived from the Latin and the Greek with dis meaning bad and astron meaning star. So the word got its name because of the Greeks often blamed unfavorable and terrible conditions on the stars and the movement of the planets. Talk about Mercury being in retrograde. So that's where disaster comes from, the, the Greek and the Latin, dis meaning bad and astron meaning star. Muscle. Strangely enough, the word muscle comes from the Latin word um, musculus, so, which translates to little mouse. Apparently, people thought that the movement and the shape of many muscles looked like mice running underneath our skin. Tulip. So next time you're tiptoeing through the tulips, think about this. These pretty flowers got their name from the Turkish word tolbent and the Persian word dolbant. Um, both of these words mean turban. Apparently named this because the tulip shape was the thought to resemble the turban. Jumbo. The fun word describing something very large was actually popularized by a 19th century African elephant in the London Zoo named, you guessed it, Jumbo. So Jumbo the elephant was quite large. He weighed over six tons, in fact, and was showcased in circuses for his impressive size. So it makes sense that his name still lives on today to honor all things that are what we call gigantic. All right. I'm going to read a couple more of these, and then I'm going to uh, go into prayer so I can get to bed this evening and get up early tomorrow. All right. There we go. So dunce, the origin of this derogatory word for someone considered incapable of learning, the opposite of a bright student, um, are surprisingly old. So dating to the time of uh, John Duns Scotus, um, was born in uh, 1266 and died in 1308. Scotus was a Scottish um, philosopher and theologian whose words were uh, metaphysics, theology, grammar, and logic were so popular they earned him the honor of a popple um, alkaline. So his followers became known as Duns, D-U-N-S. So how did this word become associated with academic ineptitude? Well, the Renaissance came along and the poor Duns theories and the methods were widely discredited by Protestant and other scholars. So they ended up using the word dunce to mean stupid or someone that can't learn as compared to what it actually um, started off as as someone who was smart, all because other people were basically trying to say that everything that he tried to come out with before was an accurate information. So quiz. 
The story behind the origin of the word quiz is so good that we really wish that it was true, but it probably isn't. So now here's what the legend is um, that a Dublin theater owner made a bet that he could introduce a new word, a new word into the English language within a day or two. The amount of time differs in the story on the different stories and different tellings of the stories and that the people of Dublin would make up the meaning of the word themselves. So he wrote the nonsense word quiz on some pieces of paper and got a gang of street urchins to write it all over the walls across Dublin. So the next day, everyone was talking about it, and it wasn't long before it became incorporated into everyday language, meaning a sort of test. So because this was of the people that thought the mysterious word was supposed to be, according to telling of the story recorded um, in the Glennings of the Renaissance, um, Porter written in 1875, the events of this humorous tale unfolded in 1791. This is where the story becomes less convincing as the word quiz is attested earlier than this date. So it used to refer to someone um, who is eccentric or odd, hence the word quizzical. So it was also the name of a yo-yo-like toy popular in, in 1790 that is said uh, it's still difficult to find a compelling explanation for the origin of this word because there are so many different legends behind it. But that would be pretty cool if that was it. Um, and then finally, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do the word hazard. So our word for danger or risk is thought to have its origins in the 13th century Arabic in which the word alzar or the word alzar referred to the dice used in various gambling games. Um, there were a big element of the risk inherent under these games, not just from the gambling itself, but from the danger of dishonest folks using weighted dice. Thus, um, the connotations of peril associated with the word, which got back to Britain because of the Crusaders learned the dice games whilst they campaigned in the Holy Land. So that's where the word hazard comes from. All right, guys. So I'm gonna. That's enough of this for the night. I'm gonna get into a little prayer because, like I said, I've got a little bit of work to do tonight, and I've got to get up early so I can go get make sure that that our chicken Steve Cusick and uh, espresso and uh, boba hen and. Uh, all the rest of them are good and warm for the next couple of days because, guys, it's coming cold. Matter of fact, I talked to Conley earlier today, and he said that uh, they're going to be seeing uh, night times down in the teens even down there in Texas. So no one is going to be getting away from this cold. Um, Conley also got his roadcaster, so we're trying to get all that hooked up. So hopefully he will have that roadcaster, all of his hotkeys, buttons, of his mix minus setups, people can call in and all that stuff. We'll be taking care of that in the next couple of days, but I'm so glad he got a roadcaster. It's going to make his uh, job a lot easier now that he has everything right there at his fingertips. But anyways, guys, let's go ahead and bow your heads and get into a little bit of prayer so we can get on out of here. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Thank you for all the blessings that you brought into our lives. Thank you for the family that gets bigger and bigger every single day, coming together in prayer and standing here by each other, dear Lord. So when one of us falls, another one's here to lift us up. Dear Lord, please continue to give us the discernment and the wisdom that we're going to need during these times as the deception gets more and more difficult to see through. The devil, his plan, and everything on this earth, dear Lord, is trying to do everything they can to remove Christianity from the world, to remove our faith, question our faith, and to indoctrinate our children. And dear Lord, we have to stand up against that right now. We know that you're going to come back and take us home one day, dear Lord. We just don't want that time is. We know you're going to come back like a thief in the night. But dear Lord, we need to do everything that we can to fight this battle while we are right here. 
never taking our eyes and our feet out of heaven, dear Lord, but always keeping one right here on this earth so we can protect those that can't protect themselves. Dear Lord, as things get a little crazier and a little bit more chaotic in these coming times, especially this year, I just ask that you bring calmness over us. Remind us, dear Lord, that you love us just the way that we are, and you love us even more, dear Lord, by making the efforts every day to become better people. As we repent for the things we've done wrong, as we move past some of our old sins, dear Lord, and just work to become the best, most Christ-like people that we can be. But you also understand that we are flesh and we're sinners, dear Lord, and it takes a lot of work as everything down here is trying to deceive us and distract us and to pull us away from our mission. Dear Lord, I thank you for giving us all a mission during these times, working in our lives before we even knew you until this very day, honing the skills that we've had, dear Lord, so that we're prepared for whatever comes our direction. Dear Lord, don't let us sit with idle hands, dear Lord, as the devil will take advantage of that in a heartbeat. Let us continue to stay focused on everything, dear Lord. Let's do everything that we can with the love in our hearts. Let us speak to others with, with love, dear Lord, even when we have to judge in, in the way that you've asked us to, dear Lord, so that people can come back on that right track. Let us do it with love. Don't let them feel like they're judged or hated, dear Lord. Please remove any of the fear any of the anxiety, the stress that's being put onto us, and continue to answer the prayers of those that are reaching out to you with health issues. Dear Lord, I ask that you please continue to be with uh, all the people right now that are reaching out in prayers for nasty colds, coughs, flus, um, cancers. I, I've heard it all, dear Lord. So many people are going through things. So many people have lost loved ones, and I just ask that you be with them and, and help their heart, dear Lord. Allow them to celebrate the life rather than to mourn the loss, dear Lord, because they are in a better place than we are. And dear Lord, we want to be that place too. We, we want to get up to heaven, dear Lord. We know that you've asked us to spread the gospel. You've asked us to accept you into our heart, to repent for what we've done wrong. But dear Lord, as Christians, we don't want to stop there. We want to continue doing everything that we can to serve you in every way that we can. So dear Lord, please continue to speak to us and let us know how we can serve you. And then dear Lord, I ask for your protection as we are serving you because the closer we get to you, the more love we have for you and the more love that we show others that you have for them, the more the devil comes after us, dear Lord. Some days are just unbearable watching what goes on when they're trying to put people in between people, divide us, divide us by family. Dear Lord, don't let any of the devil's tactics work. Let us always see through them. Let us never hold a grudge. Let us unify, not divide. Let us all have our swords sharpened, dear Lord, and we're ready for the day. Let's hope that we never have to throw the rock or pull the sword from the sheath, dear Lord. But if that day comes, don't let us hesitate. You've asked people to do it in the past, dear Lord, because we have to remove evil from this world. And good people standing by and watching evil and doing nothing about it makes them just as bad themselves, dear Lord. So don't let us be that person. Don't let us be afraid to offend somebody by the truth that we're telling, dear Lord. Let us be more worried about not telling the truth that can end up ending them damned with no chance at salvation, dear Lord. Let us continue to work in our lives to strengthen our faith in you, but also to work in other lives, dear Lord, to help them find what we have. But dear Lord, we want to thank you for everything that you bless us with, both big and small. Thank you for everything that you've given us. Thank you for choosing us all right now to be part of this war that we're walking into. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, I want to thank you again. Another fun show. Like I said, every now and then we go through and uh, just do a little something different, take a break. Tomorrow night we'll be back on Thursday 
We'll be doing uh, MSM Liars Thursday, having another great conversation. Always love talking with him. And like I said, I apologize for the, the shorter show. Uh, got some work that I have to get done tonight, but I've also got to be up first thing in the morning to make sure that we have our new tarp, our chicken heater, and all that neat stuff to keep all of our little feathered friends alive because it's going to get really cold. So all of you in the meantime, stay warm. I know I've got the sniffles. I've been trying to hold this in. But I also don't take any more uh, any more uh, medicine before I do the show because I get real spacey towards the end of it, as you guys saw on Monday. But, guys, I love you all very, very much. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful um, rest of the evening. I'm so blessed to be here with you um, and to be part of this family. You guys do so much for me. You do so much for all of this. The prayers, just everything you do is just amazing. I know that, that Christ and God are both looking down. They are smiling upon you for all that you do. And we're coming together. We're going to win this battle. We know that we're going to because it was written It was written at the very, very end. All you have to go to the very last one, Revelation, read all about it. We're going to get through this just fine, but things will get chaotic. So just stay calm in this time and help others stay calm too. But guys, I love you very much. I want to thank you so much for listening to Kilted Christian episode 519, The Strange Origin of Things. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday. This week went by really quick. MSM Liars John will be here for Thursday. Going to have another great conversation. In the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets red the bombs bursting in That our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave Suski, I need one of those big ones then to do the whole house. Fortunately, I was the only one that ended up with this, man. I did everything I could to avoid getting anybody else sick. But guys, have an absolutely beautiful ending or beautiful night. And remember how this ends. God wins. So there's nothing to worry about. So let go of the fear. Let go of the stress. Let go of the anxiety. Pray, pray, pray. Hold that line. God's going to give us everything that we need to to get through these times, especially one another. We need to unify, not divide. Come together and help this world learn who Jesus Christ is, especially for those that don't know. This is their last chance. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. Cat, you are right. Jesus is the victor. Amen to that. Guys, I love you much. We'll see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 520. In the meantime, we love you and God bless.